Hello, everyone, and it is Friday, July 9, and this will be our last podcast that Doug and I are sharing together. Doug, you are the man. It's really been fun. It's been a joy. Yeah, and I appreciate your insights so much. Um, Before we jump into the actual reading plan for today, what, what are the themes that have jumped out to you this week? Well, there's been a there's been a few different themes I've seen. Uh, certainly, some themes of worship, um, the things, a king. Uh, there's kingdoms in, in there, and faithless opposition uh, to God's kingdom. And so, mm. um, when you look at that, David, who was acting as king and priest, he was rejected by his wife mm. with a critical heart. Amos was rejected by the high priest and the king. Mm. Um, in today's passage, John the Baptist is rejected by the king. Mm -hmm. And of course, as you follow that through, Jesus was also rejected by the priests and the kings. And so um, I think, you know, all of us have faced rejection at some point in our life, whether we didn't get chosen for kick soccer when we were in second grade or the basketball team, or, you know, we lost a job or something like that. Um, We've all faced some rejection uh, in our life. And yet God redeems it. Mm-hmm. God redeems that. So I think that was some things. And then the other side of that, in each case, is God's kingdom is going to advance. Mm. As we read about John the Baptist, he was killed, but ooh, 12 disciples pick up the story right. of the same thing, okay, which yeah. we'll talk about. And of and, course, they were all killed, and with they the were exception all killed. of one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ephesians even says, you may be rejected by this world, but I, God the Father, choose you. Mm-hmm. I think it's powerful. So it is powerful. And I love Jesus's words in, in Matthew five, I believe it is when he's, you know, the blessed are the poor in spirit for they mm-hmm. shall receive the kingdom right. of heaven and blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And, and then he says, blessed are those blessed are you. If you, if people insult you mm-hmm. because of me, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because they treated the prophets the same way. Yes. And yes. so consider yourself blessed. Yes. Um, so I can think of all kinds of times where I was rejected as mm-hmm. a kid and I didn't get picked for this, that, yeah. or the other thing, or I was made to feel stupid or ugly or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but it's a whole nother thing to be rejected because of your faith in Jesus. Yeah. Because right? you're doing the right thing. For doing the right thing. For doing the right thing. Right. Especially when you step out in obedience to what God calls you to do and it's not received well. Right. Or at all. Yep. Or and it can it can sting badly, but we can also say, but thank you, Jesus, Mm because now I can identify with you a little bit. That's right. You know? Well, let's uh let's jump into this passage. This is Mark chapter six, fourteen to twenty-nine and if you could go ahead and read that sure, for us, Doug. I will. Um, I might back up to 12 for a minute because this starts out with King Herod heard about this. And so I'm going to just back up to 12. Okay, good. And talking about the 12 disciples that were sent out by Jesus. They went out. They preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. King Herod heard about this. For Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah. And still others claimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets long ago. Mm -hmm. 
But when Herod heard this, he said, John, the man I beheaded has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Mm -hmm. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want, I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried to the king with a request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. And on hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. I hope nobody's eating breakfast. Exactly. While you're listening to this. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot to like and there's a lot to not like. There's a lot to <laughs> not like. Yes. What do you not like in this passage, Doug? <laughs> um, what do I not like? I don't like um, um, his, in a sense, his weakness. Herod's. Herod's weakness. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly lost self control. Um, he wouldn't swallow his pride and keep John alive. He didn't value life at all. Um, I didn't like, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about parenting skills, Herodias didn't have them, <laughs> you know, right. and you know what, what, you know, she would do to her daughter to mm -hmm. allow that kind of thing to go on. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, what, what bitter, bitter vengeance, mm -hmm. but again, opposition to the word of God. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, Herod reminds me of Pilate here. Mm -hmm. So it says that Herod liked listening Yes. To John? Yes. And he was intrigued by he him, I think. He was intrigued by it, absolutely. And, and I think Pilate was kind of intrigued by Jesus. Sure. You know, and brought him inside and, and had this conversation with him and mm -hmm. said, what is truth? And are you really a king? And yeah. I mean, I had a very legit conversation, but yeah. then it was the will of the mob. The will of the mob. That won him over. That's right. Or, yeah, the, the ego, the, right. the power. And then it's like, well, I said this, this is it. Right. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What what what's encouraging to you in this passage? What, what's encouraged to me is was the first part of it is that King Herod heard about Jesus. Mm. I love that. You know, <laughs> I love that. that's why I went, went back up. King Herod heard about everything that was going on. 
that the disciples were saying, repent. Same yes. thing John the Baptist said. Yeah. And there was much power. The demons were driven out. They anointed sick people well and healed them. So yes. he was hearing about miraculous things yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. He was that close to the kingdom. Right. And having John the Baptist and listening to his preaching and his teaching. Yeah. He had a private audience with that. Right. And, you know, that's that's what I like about it. And the other thing I like about it is that even though, and of course, this is a kind of a news account in the middle of an account, you know, where Mark in this gospel bookends this between what was going on with Jesus' disciples right. to explain it to his readers, of course. But what I like about this is after John's death, there are 12 disciples at that point that picked up the story and went yeah. out to preach. Yeah. So actually the kingdom message was multiplied, you know, over and against that one person's message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doug, I like that you uh, backed up two verses. Okay. Uh, and I want to encourage our listeners here today to do the same thing. You know, when, when we, you, when you have a Bible reading plan that just sort of surgically pulls out these tiny little passages, right? Yeah. If you don't know the context, right. it doesn't always have the full impact. Right. And I love how you just backed up a few verses, yeah. which gives you, oh, well, before King Herod heard about this, well, what did he hear about? That's right. That's exactly he what He heard mean. about the disciples going around preaching that people should repent. Yes. And they were casting out demons and, and uh, healing I mean, people. And can you imagine that? Where all of a sudden he hears it and go like, they're saying the same thing that John said. What is going on? Right. You know, if he only heard it from John, but now he's hearing it from the public. Now right. he's hearing about this guy, Jesus. You right. know, and I was going to like, this is the same message. This is, you know, um, there's got to be something to this. Right. Yeah. And he, and he believed that John the Baptist, he believed in the resurrection all of a sudden. I don't know if he didn't believe it before, but now he says, John the Baptist rose from the dead. He believed in the miraculous all of a sudden. Interesting. Isn't that something? Yes. Okay. I, I've always sort of taken that as, well, Herod sounds kind of superstitious, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, but you're right. I mean, he, there, there would have had to have been a resurrection miracle for John the Baptist or for, right. uh, um, for someone to rise from the dead. And since he heard about the, the miracles of healing and demons being driven out, right. Uh, um, he's, it's just another step to go. There's, there's more power in this world than I'm what I'm aware of. Right. And around us. So something that stuck out to me, Doug, is just is the power of peer pressure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, isn't that kind of what's going on That's here? Exactly right. Yes. Yep. I mean, Herod, Herod didn't want to disappoint his daughter, right? And well, stepdaughter, whatever. Right. Didn't want to disappoint his wife, right? Didn't want to disappoint all his dinner guests. Mm -hmm. Um, so he killed a holy man. Someone that he actually really liked. That he liked. <laughs> be careful. Don't be friends with kings. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? But it just struck me. I, I wrote down in my notes um, as I was reading through this that peer pressure isn't just for high school kids. No. We you all know, have peer we pressure. We all have peer pressure. Mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. how have you experienced peer pressure? Oh, mm -hmm. boy. Um, there's so many ways you, you get that, you know, um, from even what you drive. Right. You know, even what you drive, you know, and there's people that, you know, dr drive in with these big fancy cars and we're like, I don't know what that is, you know. Right. And oh, it's a new Tesla. Oh, 
that's pretty cool. Right. You know? And um, so, I mean, there's, there's that kind of thing. Just to live up to, to live up to uh, expectations and stuff like that. And yet you hear how much stuff is financed and how they can't make payments and things like that. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, As Dave Ramsey says, we spend an awful lot of money trying to empower people that will never meet and don't know. I love that. You know? So, Part of that is is in in those things. Um, peer pressure can also be positive, which mm-hmm. is the beautiful thing because mm-hmm. it's really just a group mentality. Right. And so I encourage kids in my youth group many times. Yeah. If um, peer pressure in my teenage years uh, caused us to do a lot of um, practical pranks that weren't real positive, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and do a lot of stuff that you know we could have gotten in trouble with. If we had gotten caught, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of stuff, just egging and you know, different Halloween pranks and stuff like that. But um, the other side of it is if in a group of people, mm-hmm. one person says, hey, that won't be right. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can turn a whole crowd. They can turn a whole crowd. I've seen that done. Mm-hmm. A whole crowd of kids. And so I always encourage you know, the kids in my youth group say, you can be that one person. Yeah. And I said, if they, you know, if they don't go around with it, you still don't have to go along with it. Right. You can say, let me out of the car or I'm going home or something like that. You right. can, you can be that person. And we had that, um, when I was a teen, when I was just experiencing Christ, um, we walked out on the pier at Grand Haven, um, way after hours that you're supposed to be out there. But, um, and there was a whole lot of people, Mm-hmm. Um, drinking and stuff like that. Yep. And we had these little buttons on that said, smile, God loves you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we ran into some people we knew. We didn't expect it. We were just going out of the pier and uh, they were all partaking in a lot of that activity. Okay. And so we kind of confronted them about that. And they just, you know, they just said, we wish we had your strength. And I said, well, it's by faith. You know, and that's, I mean, that's just one story when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. but it made a difference in their life later. They didn't feel judged. They at didn't the time. feel judged. Well, that's good. But it just led to conversations later. Yeah. You know, and some of them started coming to Young Life. Oh, that's see what cool. that's all about. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's positive peer pressure. Yes. But yeah, yes. he gave in a negative peer pressure. And I think we, we can have a tendency to do that because you go along with that crowd. Right. Boy, I'm, when I was a senior in high school and I'm a fresh believer, mm-hmm. I mean, right out of young life camp mm-hmm. and it's just a couple months later. And before I went to young life camp, I was in the party scene mm-hmm. pretty, pretty heavily. And so now here I am now at uh, two or three months into my, my Christian life and I'm at a party mm-hmm. and maybe I sh- probably shouldn't have been at the party, but all of my friends were, uh, we're not Jesus lovers yet. That's right. Right? Uh, so I, I I felt like I need to keep associating with people so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm at this party and I wanted to drink so bad because I felt like such a, like, I felt like I just stood out. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there was one kid across the room, the only other Christian I knew who was six beers under and drunk. Mm-hmm. And I went over to him and I just said, Bill, what are you doing tonight? And he looked at me and he said, 
I've been watching you, Dwight, and I wish I had the strength to do what you did tonight. Yeah. Little did he know yeah. that I was, I was just about to cave so myself. Yeah. I was so close, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I'll never forget that because um, – and, and then he walked away from that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's power in numbers. Yes. And all he needed was to see one other Christian brother mm-hmm. – do what he wished that he would have done. Right. Um, and I've, so that's just you know, another example of, you know, positive peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear stories all the time of grown adults in the workplace mm-hmm. who are tempted to look at pornography or talk trash about women or yes. whatever else. And all it takes is one person to just say, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to do that. That's right. It just takes that one positive person after after that fact my my friend and i we kind of teamed up as christians okay and we would go to these parties so sometimes we not purposely we'd get invited to a party and then you realize what kind of party it is right and one was that parents were actually mixing drinks and stuff for the kids and stuff it was just wild okay and uh we just went we're not we're not doing that but we went down and it was just not fun to see all of our friends and acquaintances just smashed yeah and so we that was like the end of it we just we said we gotta find new friends Mm -hmm. and we got involved in different youth groups and stuff like that right but yeah it was it was very powerful because you can only do that for so long i think right and uh but then you hear the call to a different life yeah you know you hear called something different and that's what that's what it took yeah well friends that wraps up this week. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you, Doug. My pleasure. I'm glad we could be here and do that. Yeah. It's good to talk with you and learn a little more about you and what, what's going on in your life. Yeah. And, and uh, how God's working. That's cool. Amen. But I just so appreciate you and Nancy. And I love going into Chick-fil-A. All right. Hey, and, and Come on in. If you're listening, go on in. They will greet you. They there will you serve you. They might even... Give you a little treat. We might. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, make sure you say hi to them if you're if you're there. So God bless you all and stay strong and know that that uh, as we stand firm for Christ, that there is a there is a reward in that. There is a reward. Yeah, there is. And uh, we'll. See you next. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see you Sunday morning. Um, and see, the, this, this will be Sunday morning, the, the 11th. And that's the oh, the 11th. That's the baptism out at the that's right. So, maybe let me um encourage you to uh, come out to Geneva, right? To Camp Geneva. That's right. And don't show up at church at 10 a.m. because we won't be here. We're not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1, 1 p.m., Camp Geneva. And there's there's actually a whole handful now of people who are going to be baptized awesome so it's growing by the day more and more people are texting in saying hey you know what i think this is the next right step for me to go public wow with my faith that's good so uh if you're listening to this and and that's something that you feel god calling you to and you haven't made that call yet uh give pastor matt a call or shoot him a text or uh we'd love to talk with you more god bless you talk to you later